Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. podcast listeners. Welcome back. I have a special treat for you today. This is one of my favorite people in the world. Her name is Amanda and we've known each other for about a year now and she is one of those bright lights in the world. You are going to love what she shares with us today. I feel like there is going to be a great shift and a great healing in the people who need to hear this podcast and that they will know that As Amanda is an overcomer, they are an overcomer. Before we get started, I want to share Amanda's website with you. It is amandaconklin.com. So that is A-M-A-N-D-A-C-O-N-K-L-I-N.com. I'll also share that in the show notes. So if you missed it, just scroll down to the show notes to get her website. When you go on her website, what you're going to find out about Amanda is that she is a Heal Your Life teacher and coach. She is a certified Reiki practitioner, and uh, I'm sure you're doing online sessions right now, Amanda, as well. She focuses on holistic healing. And this comes from a background of having tremendous hurt in her life. And I feel that sometimes the most powerful healers are the people who have had tragedy in their life and have had to overcome that adversity. So I thank you for being with us here today, Amanda, and for sharing with the audience how you made the decision to not be stuck in your life and how you decided to move forward in the face of adversity. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Victoria, for having me. Oh, it is my absolute pleasure. And I know that as a Heal Your Life teacher and coach, it is important to you to help others to heal. Absolutely. And so I know that part of that is through sharing of our stories and to what brought us to this place in life. So just starting wherever you want to start, just sharing whatever you want to share with the listeners about that. Okay, great. Thanks again for having me. I feel very blessed to be able to share my message with your listeners, a message of hope, a message of healing, of peace, of overcoming When I was a small child, I was sexually abused from the ages of three to five. And I grew up in a wonderful, loving home. However, I think every family has its, you know, issues and it's a level, certain level of, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe dysfunction? Dysfunction. Yes. Thank you. So I finally realized that a couple years ago, and that was a huge milestone for me because it allowed me to start to heal that part of my life. I, growing up, I had extremely low self-esteem because of what had happened to me. So going into high school, I was extremely bullied. I was bullied to the point where I didn't want to leave my classroom. I was crying every day. I had to switch schools. I had no friends. So I turned to alcohol and drugs. And that made me feel a part of, that made me feel complete. And it may be able for me to fit in a little bit more easily. So I developed a drug and alcohol problem. You know, it took me a long time to realize that I had a problem. However, I was led to a divine intervention and I was pulled from that. By the grace of God, I was able to 
see what was happening in my life. My husband and I met and he told me that he knew I had a problem and that he wanted to help me figure it out, but he wasn't going to stay around forever. That I had to do something because I was on the brink of death. I was going to die. So thankfully, I had the divine idea that I needed to stop drinking. So I did. I decided to stop drinking and I did join a 12-step program, which was a great foundation for me to you know, work 12 steps to learn to forgive and to, you know, also heal from my past and the traumas that had happened. So after getting sober is when I really started my spiritual journey. I started listening to Wayne Dyer, who led me to Louise Hay, who led me to self-love and forgiveness and all of those wonderful healing tools that we have that if we're willing to do the work, we can have the healing and it's all part of the journey. It really is. And I really want to make it clear to the listeners who maybe haven't been in this situation themselves, but maybe you know of somebody who has. And when you come from a background of sexual abuse, and I hear this from podcast guests and clients all the time, there is a sense of or feeling that is completely illogical, but still exists about being to blame. Mm -hmm. And then loving ourselves really is taken out of the equation when you feel like, you know, that you're bad, not that something bad happened to you, but when you feel that you're bad. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, Amanda, but I, I hear this from a lot of guests that that's how they pictured mm. themselves. And then, so then moving into high school, you know, really making bad choices and so often choosing drugs or alcohol or both to numb that pain and to fit in and to finally feel like, oh, I found where I belong, right? right? This is where I'm normal. This yeah, is they, where... Mm -hmm. yeah, Go ahead, you, sorry. Thank you for saying that because yes, when I was... It took me so long to tell my parents what had happened to me because I thought I had done something wrong. I was so full of shame and guilt and fear at, a, at the young age of eight years old. That's why this inner child work for me has been so healing because I was able to go back to that little girl and tell her, you did nothing wrong. You are loved. You are light. No one will ever hurt you again because I will not allow that to happen to you. And so when I was eight and I told my parents... I carried that for so long. Bless that child, that brave little girl that was just terrified. Mm -hmm. And when I finally, you know, had the courage or whatever it was, divine intervention to tell my mom, you know, I had to get it out. And my mom, bless her, she, she was so upset. And, you know, I went to counseling and therapy right away because the best thing to do when we have traumas like that as a child is to talk about it. Mm -hmm. As much as it hurts, as much as it sucks, as much as it brings up those nasty feelings, we have to talk about it to get them out so that they don't stay in our bodies so that they don't affect the rest of our lives. Because if I hadn't talked about it, I would have carried around all of this guilt and shame and fear, uh, you know, forever. And I did carry it a little bit, right? You can only heal so much as a child. Then you have to continue to do the healing work throughout your entire life, I feel like. We're always healing. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, absolutely. And you made a really good point when you talk about things, you bring them into the light. And, you know, when they're in the light, then the shame can dissipate. Mm -hmm. As long as it's hidden in a secret and tucked away somewhere, the shame stays with it. And so I'm so glad that you had that safe place in your mother to confide in Mm -hmm. and to go into counseling and therapy and so on. But, you know, as you said, we're able to heal so much with the knowledge you had at the time, of course, and the tools. And then in those teenage years, if you've ever felt like you don't belong when you're a teenager, alcohol can take that feeling away. Absolutely. And and then it just becomes a bit of a lifestyle. And I've I've heard this from so many people and experienced it myself where we just kind of figure that's what everybody's doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody's doing it. You know, and, and alcoholism is progressive. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. I woke up in the hospital because I had drank myself into a coma. The only reason the doctors said I survived is because I had enough cocaine in my system to keep my heart beating. Like I almost died. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful for my sobriety today. So what was it like walking into that first meeting? You know, for people who are considering going into a 12-step program now, you know, I know they have online meetings, which, you know, really help with people who are afraid to physically walk through that door. But can you just take our listeners through a bit of that journey, whatever you're comfortable sharing mm-hmm. to, you know, help that person who is thinking, you know what, I need some help and support, but I'm scared to cross that through threshold. I'm scared to actually say, okay, this is a problem. Yeah. The interesting thing about alcoholism and drug addiction is that you don't know that you have a problem until you know you have a problem. It's like that light goes off and you're like, holy cow, I think I've got an alcohol problem. It takes what it takes. And unfortunately for me, or fortunately, because I am where I am and I'm very grateful to be where I am now, you know, I got a DUI. I ruined thousands of relationships. You know, I embarrassed myself, you know, which is all part of the healing journey that I'm on now is recovering from all of that. But, you know, it takes what it takes. And unfortunately, alcohol, it's the devil. It will ruin your life. You know, if you are an alcoholic or you have a problem with alcohol and you don't have to call yourself an alcoholic. I don't prefer to call myself that. It's, you know, I'm a problem drinker. I just can't drink and live a happy life and I want to live. And so for me, you know, I did have a friend that was in AA. And so that kind of gave me a key a segue into it because I had seen her go through the program and I was like, oh, okay. Like I kind of watched her, you know, while she was doing it. And so I was learning and she was a blessing in my life at that time because she was there for a reason teaching me this. And I didn't see it at the time, but now I see it. You know, you can always see more clearly behind you. But so I had known that there was a solution that that I could go to AA. So I told my husband, whom was my boyfriend at the time, I told him I wanted to, you know, get sober. and, And he told me he'd go to AA with me. So I had him with me to the first meeting. And I was so grateful for that support that I got from him because it is overwhelming. It is scary at first. It's like, oh my gosh, there's just a bunch of weirdos in this room. (laughs) You know, it's very uh, overwhelming and, and scary. So however, there are online meetings that you can go to, especially now. uh, And I do have that information if anybody is interested and online meetings are great. You know, the the 12 steps that you go through and any program you can go through these steps is, is just 
such a strong foundation for your life because it opens the door to forgiveness. Uh, Let's talk about forgiveness. Where do you even start? (laughs) Forgiveness is the doorway to your heart. You know, being able to forgive yourself and to forgive your past and to forgive those that have hurt you is the ultimate freedom because you don't carry around the resentment. You don't carry around the blame or the guilt or the shame. You just let it all go and -hmm. forgive it all. And so what would you say to those people who are, yeah, but how do you forgive someone who abused you? Or how do you forgive those bullies who set your life on this path that was destructive? You know, or how do you even forgive yourself for the mistakes you made? I feel like, you know, it's a multitude of different things. And I have been divinely guided my entire life. And I feel like we have been forgiven past, future, present by the divine God of our lives. We are perfect, whole, and complete just as we are. And if we've been given that forgiveness, then I can be strong enough to forgive. And, you know, I've done exercises. I've done mirror work. I've done inner child work. I've done therapy work, talk therapy. I've, you know, been willing. I've been willing. It's the willingness. You don't have to exactly know how it happens because one day it will just click and you just have to be willing to forgive. Mm -hmm. And through the willingness, it happens. And yeah. (laughs) You know, you're such a beautiful example of that. You know, as I said earlier, having known you personally, that you are just this incredibly bright light. And I really don't have another way to describe you because that describes you you perfectly. (laughs) Wherever you go, you just absolutely light up the room. And you're such a beautiful example to people who may be listening right now who say, yeah, but I couldn't forgive so-and-so or I have the, you know, I can forgive everyone, but I have this one person in my life, you know, I can't forgive them. Or the other side of it too is, you know, sometimes it's so frustrating because we feel like we have to forgive, but that person is not admitting their part in anything or they're not apologizing. So I really like what you said about forgiveness being the doorway to your heart because it is for you. Mm-hmm. It has really nothing to do with that other person. It doesn't. The forgiveness is for you 100%. You set yourself free and you set them free. And yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how it shows up because, you know, you've been on this spiritual growth path for a long time. And you'll hear me say often, you know, it's not all fluffy and love and goodness and unicorns and rainbows. It's hard work, right? It's hard work. (laughs) Hard work. And just when we think, oh, you know, I've really spiritually evolved. (laughs) Here comes some more stuff to work on. (laughs) Absolutely. You know exactly how it works. And, uh, and I've had this happen in my life recently, a situation where someone has resurfaced and uh, I realized that I'm still angry. And I thought that I had let that all go, but really, I guess all I had done is shifted it to the back. And now it's front and center, waving its arms saying, look at me, look at me. So I know there's more work to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful part of it is that it's a journey. It's growth. It's not, I was wrong and now I'm right. It's just an evolution. Yes, it evolves. It changes. 
It evolves, it grows. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And one thing leads to another. You open one door and then the other, another door opens. It's just a continue it. Mm-hmm. Once you're willing to do the work and you show up for yourself, you know, the blessings and the opportunities continue to present themselves. Absolutely. And so often as these divine miracles with just incredible timing. So I guess what Amanda and I are both saying to the listeners is it's hard. It's worth it. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keep going on your own personal journey. Keep working on that spiritual growth. Tell us what are some of your favorite tools for spiritual growth? Spiritual growth. Some of my favorite tools. Um, I love to read. I like to have my coaching conversations with my husband. We're consistently, constantly, you know, growing with each other and helping each other to see things differently. Because I feel like if we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. And Dr. Wayne Jire, that is one of my favorite quotes of his, being willing to see things differently and opening your eyes to the totality of possibilities. So beautiful. As... Louise Hay says. So some of my favorite tools are, you know, doing exercises, mirror work. Mirror work works. I recently had, you know, a little bit of an falling out with a girlfriend and I was just carrying that mess around inside of me. And it was, was like a little loss of a, a relationship. It hurt, you know? And so I was able to process that through mirror work. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that that helps me immensely. Having a conversation with yourself in the mirror saying, I forgive you. I'm willing to forgive you. And I did that with my perpetrator, my childhood sexual abuser. I looked in the mirror and said, I forgive you. I'm willing to forgive you. And you know, that was freeing for me. Affirmations. I love affirmations. The positivity. My life is, I'm just so grateful because I really feel like I'm floating on a pink cloud 99% of the time. (laughs) My husband likes to, uh, he just thinks that I, he's like, you're just full of joy. How do you get so much joy. (laughs) You know, it's, I swear it's affirmations and loving myself, you know, through mirror work and affirmations and the forgiveness healing, truly learning to love myself. Oh man, that's number one, I think. Just being able to, you know, love yourself. And I just want to point out to the listeners, you know, what we're talking about when we say mirror work is, you know, getting in front of that mirror and really making a connection with yourself, with your soul. And things will come up for you, maybe things that you need to forgive, conversations that you may need to have, you know, with another person, but in the mirror, just in the safety and confidentiality of that space. And also really learning to love yourself. And through that connection with self through the mirror and with the affirmations, you know, using these personal positive present tense statements to lift you up, to lift your spirit, to help you grow. I caught myself yesterday. I wrote down on a piece of paper, don't forget chapter 13. And then I like put a big X through it and I'm like, no, remember chapter 13. Right. <laughs> because we're always listening. You know, our mind is always listening. And so when we can really program our thoughts and have that control of our destiny in that way, that control of how we react to a situation, it really doesn't matter what happens during the day. I mean, we are experiencing a global pandemic right now and Amanda is full of joy. Yeah, our thoughts are so powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, even changing little words from don't forget to remember and also should 
to could. Yes. You know, our, our minds have been programmed to think negatively since we were small, small children. So that's why affirmations work. And if we continue to do them and mm-hmm. be persistent, it helps us reprogram the wiring of our brains from negative to positive. So do you have an affirmation practice? Like, do you like to do them throughout the day or do you just sit down for five minutes in the morning and do them? What does it look like for you? Because whatever you're doing is working. <laughs> you know, it just depends. For me, you know, sometimes I'll do the writing in the morning and then I'll do the mirror work. But our house is an affirmation. Oh gosh, I'm right. I have affirmations everywhere. Actually, I, have, I think there's one right behind your head there in, in the yes. video. I think, yeah, I am blessed. But yes. Blessed. yes. But um, I have them on our fridge. I have them in the bathrooms. I have them on my walls in my office. So I really enjoy saying my affirmations with so much joy and love and enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And I use my body and I just get so excited because I want those feelings. It's yes. the feelings that move us toward the truth. And so, you know, when we feel good, that's when we're attracting. That's when we're, our bodies are healing. I just want the listeners to know you can start this right now. Like there's no mandatory level that you need to be at before you can start. I don't care if your life is completely upside down. You can start affirmations right now. And just changing the way you look at things like Amanda said, and then the things you look at change. And so much of what we go through in life we have that choice of how we look at it, you know, how we remember it, what we get stuck in and what we move through. We always have that choice. And I know one of your passions is coaching people through those choices. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We do have choice. Everything is a choice. We have free will. So you can learn more about Amanda's coaching at her website. Again, amandaconklin.com. That's Amanda, C-O-N-K-L-I-N.com. And one of my favorite things every morning is I'm part of Amanda's Facebook group, which is called Love Yourself. It's a free group. She has the best posts. You probably see that I share them quite often. Uh, They're lovely. They're lovely. They're original. They're heartfelt. They are relevant. So please do join that Facebook group, Love Yourself. And you can find Amanda on Instagram, Amanda underscore healing underscore coach. And I know she'd be happy to answer any questions that you have if you are private messaging her or just asking her, you know, directly either through the Facebook group or Instagram or your email address is likely on that website as well. Yes. AmandaConklin.com. Amanda is a great coach and she has this beautiful energy about her. And, you know, I find that sometimes the best people to help us through the hard times are people who have gone through the hard times and are now seeing the other side of that. So in that regard, thank you so much, Amanda, for all of the personal growth work that you have done in your life and for sharing that with the people who come to you for coaching, the people who go to your Facebook group and the people who are listening to this podcast. Thank you, Victoria. Victoria, you are such a blessing in my life. Thank you. I feel the same way. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.